Welcome to the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. The opinions and ideas expressed on this show are solely those of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com and its guests. This is the very best of professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. Yes, sir. You already know what it is. You've reached the number one up-and-coming professional wrestling podcast in the New York City and Tri-State area. Today is November 16, 2018, and you know what that means. It's Survivor Series Weekend. So we're so proud to bring you a very special Survivor Series Weekend NXT TakeOver War Games Weekend Edition of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast right here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TheDailySmart.com. We're all over the place. Thanks to you guys, the listener. And I got to tell y'all something right now. To all my listeners out there, we got another big time show in store for you tonight. Yo, did y'all see SmackDown this past Tuesday? Have you seen what's been going on in WWE? Have you seen how... Becky Lynch is the number one superstar in the industry. Have you seen what's going on with Daniel Bryan? We have so much to talk about in preparation for Survivor Series coming up this Sunday. War Games coming up this Saturday night. But before we get into that, and before we bring on our very special guest, we got to remind all our business owners out there, for all y'all want to project yourself in the best possible light on the internet, there's only one place to go, and that's Hoskraya.com. They are doing some awesome things over there and making sure that your business projects itself in the best possible way. So you know what you got to do to make sure that you get the proper clientele you're looking for, the proper exposure you're looking for, that web platforming, that web development, make sure you go to hoscrea.com. That's H-A-A-S-C-R-E-A.com. Hoscrea.com because we love tech. Yo, I am so fired up for this edition of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly Podcast. I got to tell you guys something right now. We got a big time guest in store for you. She is definitely a student of the game, a big WWE person, and she is on fire right now with her podcast. Got to make sure we let y'all know about that. She is the co-host of the Ringside Revolution. Make sure you check her out. And she's right here tonight to talk to you guys about Survivor Series, to talk to you guys about NXT TakeOver War Games, to talk to you guys about the women's evolution, to talk to you guys about that very controversial Nia Jax and Becky Lynch situation, to talk to you about the new WWE champion, Daniel Bryan, and where AJ Styles is going to fall in Survivor Series. He's going to be on the show. Is he not? We don't know. But we're going to get into that and a whole lot more right here tonight for your listening pleasure, y'all. So before we get into it, there's only one thing that I need to do, and that's introduce you to our guest. She is the one and only, once again, of the Ringside Revolution. She is Miss MJ. Welcome to the show. Hey, nothing much. Thank you for having me on the show. You already know what it is, man. So we are so excited to have you. Um, I mean, my goodness, me and you go back and forth about the women's evolution all the time, man. So I had to make sure we uh, had you on the show so you could show some love to the people. Yeah, I appreciate it because we're always, you know, we go back and forth, we have a difference of opinions, but we always still respect each other and that's something Twitter doesn't always do nowadays. <laughs> that's a fact, that's a fact. And just so my people don't get mad at me, I am in favor of the women's evolution. I'm a, I'm a total fan, but, you know, we just share some differences about 
you know, injury and people getting sent down to developmental and all that good stuff. But we'll get into that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Right now, we want to focus on what's going to be a huge weekend in the world of professional wrestling and WWE specifically. We're talking about war games coming up tomorrow night. We're talking about Survivor Series, the second longest reigning, well, I got to take that back, the third longest reigning pay-per-view in WWE history behind WrestleMania and, uh, nope, I was right the first time. Oh my goodness, MJ, I'm messing up already. I was right the first time. The second longest pay-per-view in the history of WWE, the Survivor Series, and we're coming up on the 2018 version. Are you excited for the upcoming weekend? Oh yeah, of course. I love any weekend that includes NXT takeovers because those are amazing to watch. Absolutely. And I'm glad you brought that up because we're going to get started with that right here and right now because I'm telling you something right now. The war game situation is right back in full swing. They brought it back last year for the first time since the 90s. And I'll tell you, last year's installment was a little bit different. They had a three-team format. It was kind of funky. I guess they are working the kinks out. But this year, they are back to a regular, traditional War Games format from the old WCW days. We're talking about the Undisputed Era, my favorite faction in the entire WWE, going up against Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders. But first... I want to get started. I know you're passionate about the women's evolution, as am I. So we're going to get started with the Women's Championship of NXT. And I want to get your thoughts on uh, what's going to be a major title defense. We've got a little rematch from Evolution. Talk about it. Um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for this match. But then at the same time, like I know we've seen this match two times already before. True. Um, but I know that these women always bring it... Um, and Kyrie Zane, it's very, she's very talented. She brings a lot to NXT. Um, I think for this match, we're going to see a little bit more uh, from the other two horsewomen. I think that NXT is kind of trying to show them and bring them out to the spotlight because I know eventually they're going to do the four horsewomen versus the four horsewomen. So I think that they're going to kind of be involved in some way and they're going to be involved in Shayna Baszler's title reign for a little bit after this uh, going forward. So, do you anticipate um, Shayna retaining the title? Because uh, I was kind of leaning towards her losing it only because I was kind of thinking about a possible call-up to the main roster because I've heard some rumblings about a couple of call-ups in the next couple of weeks. Um, I don't know if you've heard the same, but you're definitely thinking that Shayna's going to retain? I think she's going to retain, and it's the part of the reason is because I think that they're going to use Shayna Baszler to kind of lift up the other two horsewomen. I know that the other two horsewomen, they perform on a lot of you know, the NXT house shows, but they're not really shown on NXT TV yet. And with them coming out of Evolution, it's definitely going to show that they're going to kind of be a little trio that's just going to wreak havoc on NXT. So I think I the call-up is going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen just yet because I think they're going to want to keep them in there a little bit longer to get them that popularity. So they're up there to be able to face the other four horsewomen of WWE. I like that insight. I like that insight. You know, I was kind of thinking about um, Ronda Rousey a little bit, um, calling up all three, uh, but you're right. I, obviously, the other two horsewomen are not ready. Shayna, I think, is ready, but I think your assessment about her staying in NXT to help lift the other two up makes a lot of sense. I uh, I can see your point. Um, Shayna probably will retain. That's actually a really good point. You changed my mind. Look at you. Doing good already. <laughs> Appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, on the ball when it comes to that. Wow, one of the most anticipated matches of the year, I think, on any brand, SmackDown, Raw, or NXT. We're talking about Aleister Black versus Johnny Gargano. What a what a 
journey Gargano has been on in the past couple of years. I mean, obviously, we know that, you know, he and Tommaso Ciampa have had a rivalry of epic proportion ever since uh, Ciampa turned his back on him a couple years back. But, I mean, he's been chasing the NXT title, right? He's trying to, you know, chase down Ciampa, was unsuccessful. And now we find out that he's the one who attacked Aleister Black in the parking lot. And all of a sudden, you know, Johnny Wrestling is Johnny Heel Wrestling. It's, like, unbelievable. Like, did you see this coming? No. If you would have told me, like, a while ago, probably like a year ago, when Johnny Wrestling was such a big face within NXT that he would eventually become heel within a year, I wouldn't have believed you. Right. I definitely didn't. I did have a feeling when they, you know, at the time when someone attacked Alistair, I had a feeling it was Gargano because I felt like he just wanted Champa for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had a feeling that... I'm actually very intrigued by him being a heel. I think that he's doing a lot better because he was so good at being a face. I was a little afraid of it, but I think he's doing good. And I think it's something that I'm intrigued to kind of see what else he does with it and where he goes from here. And maybe if him and Jeppa reunite as heels together. Makes a lot of sense. I, I I can see that happening too. You know, the thing for me, MJ, is like when you look at the Gargano story, it hasn't played out. I guess, in traditional order, you know what I'm saying? Usually you have the upstart, you know, baby face trying to chase down the title. Then eventually they win the title. Then they become a heel. This situation, he was unsuccessful. And I guess not winning the title kind of sent him over the edge. And like you said, he wanted um, Ciampa all to himself. But, you know, in lieu of that, he he jumped on Aleister Black, who's, uh, uh, you know, honestly one of the top three guys on, in NXT right now. And we're talking about a match that, I thought it should have been made a street fight. As of right now, it's just a regular one-on-one. How do you see it playing out? Ooh, I would have really liked a street fight. That's a good That's a good point right there. Yeah. That would have made so much sense for their storyline. Exactly. You got to pitch that to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, tw- I'll tweet them. I don't know if they'll see it. <laughs> uh, no, I think this is going to be probably one of the... Uh, uh, it's going to be a brutal match for mm. sure. I think that for this match, I can see Aleister Black getting some revenge. On Johnny Gargano, and I think that that's gonna make Johnny Gargano even more angry and more ruthless on the roster. I I see Alistair winning as well. I like your assessment of that match as well. We're two for two. I think that no, actually, you're two for two. I'm one for two because I thought Carrie Zane was gonna win the women's title, but you changed my mind on that one. But we're definitely <laughs> on the same page with Alistair Black. I don't see Alistair coming back from you know whatever it's kayfabe injury uh, to a loss at Takeover. Um, I just don't see it. Even though Johnny is hotter than fish grease right now, I don't see him getting the W. Maybe it's a singles match, so there could be like kind of a disqualification where there's no, you know, definitive loser. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I can see that definitely happening. So we'll get to War Games last. Let's talk about the NXT Championship. And man, oh man, MJ, I got to tell you something. I was not a fan of Velveteen Dream at the beginning. I I, I thought he was kind of like a makeshift, kind of like throw him in a blender, throw gold dust in a blender, throw some, you know, purple paint in there, and you got Velveteen Dream, you know, and then actually throw a little gold dust and a little prints in the blender, and then you get a little Velveteen Dream. But now I'm starting to like this guy. This guy is on top of his game. He's probably one of the most charismatic guys in the entire company, and... He has a shot at the big belt, the big belt of NXT. He has a chance to be the man down there in Florida. And honestly, 
I would love to see him win this match, but I just don't think it'll happen. What's your take on Ciampa versus the Dream? Um, I, I'm going to go with the same thing on this. I would love to see Velveteen Dream as the NXT champ, and I think it's going to eventually happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so good at his character work, and he's really good at in the ring. So I do see him becoming the champion, but I don't see it just yet. I don't see them making Ciampa's... Um, Rain that's short, I guess. I mean, right. well, he's had it for a little bit, but I see them making it a little bit longer, or maybe even continuing that feud a little bit longer. I don't see him winning it just yet, as much as I want him to. We're definitely on the same page. Listen, you know the thing. The thing that makes me upset is that you know the Velveteen Dream. He grew on me. Now I'm one of his biggest fans, as I can tell you by the way you talk that you are as well. He's so over right now, right? And if he wins the title, it'll be awesome. But as educated wrestling fans, we know, I mean, anything can happen, but we know logically that him winning the title right now makes no sense. So it's, all, it's honestly making me mad that I'm picking Ciampa to win this match. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just, I can't wait for the day that he's the champ just because, like, how how good he is and how entertaining he is. And I just, and he's so into himself, so it's just, like, times that by, like, a million once he gets that title on him. Yeah, I know you say that you, um, I know you're a big NXT fan, as am I, and uh, his promo that he did on Lars Sullivan, which, by the way, just a little FYI, is why I think um, Velveteen uh, will be um, unsuccessful. I think Lars is going to um, interfere in the match. That's just my, mm-hmm. my take on it. But the promo he did on Lars Sullivan where he said, you know, when you talk to me, make sure you wear pants. I mean, that was the, one of the most hilarious things I've ever heard <laughs> in my entire life. Like, that was so smooth, like. He's so over, and and you know what? Chris Jericho predicted he he'd come back after he lost to Tough Enough a few years ago. So shout out to Y Two J for that prediction. Yeah. But um, yeah. So now we're talking about War Games. So right now we're looking at Baszler retaining the uh, women's title at NXT. We're looking at Aleister Black defeating Johnny Gargano. And we you know we both kind of tongue in cheek wish it doesn't happen, but we think Ciampa's gonna defeat the Dream. For the NXT belt. Those are our predictions so far. Now we're talking about war games. Before we get into the brass tacks of how this match got together, are you at all familiar with the, the old school war games, WCW style back in the day? And are you a fan of the uh, the concept? I'm a fan of the concept. I honestly can't remember right. much of WCW. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I did watch it when I was younger, but I really don't remember much of it. Right. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I only reason I remember. I mean, shout out to the network, WWE Network. Uh, I did my little research and I watched War Games back in the day. Um, it was usually part of the Fall Brawl pay per view that WCW did, mm-hmm. and we're talking about teams like Sid and Stunning Steve Austin and the Horseman and Brian Pillman and I mean some of the biggest names. Dusty Rhodes, Ric Flair, obviously have, have been part of the War Games, and I really am happy that WWE is being a little nostalgic. And bringing it back, like I said, they did a little WWE, uh, and, and I say that in a bad way, a little WWE mix to it last year, but this year they're back to the regular War Games format. So, with that being said, the faction who I think is the best faction in the entire industry today, the Undisputed Era, Cole Fish, O'Reilly, and Strong are going to be going up against the, uh, excuse me, the WWE. Uh, what's the what what title does he have? Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne is the United UK Kingdom champion. champion. Yep. Ricochet, North American NXT champion, and the War Raiders. Uh, MJ, please tell the people how you see this thing playing out. 
So Ricochet is my guy. Okay. He is my absolute favorite on NXT. So of course I'm rooting for him. I love Pete Dunne and the War Readers. Like I was just talking to my co-host about this. I didn't really pay that much attention to them, honestly. Okay. But after the match that Hanson had with O'Reilly, I was very impressed. I really loved that match that they had this week. And it made me more interested to having War Raiders on the team with Pete Dunn and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. I think that they're I think this is gonna be the probably one of the match of the night. It's gonna be brutal, it's gonna be amazing. There's gonna be so many high flying moves, especially from Ricochet, I'm sure. Adam Cole is amazing in the ring. So I'm just I'm so pumped for this match. I personally don't I'm rooting for Ricochet, but I'm just glad to even be watching the match. <laughs> Same here, same here. I'm definitely gonna be cheering for. Uh, I gotta disagree on that part. I'm, I'm. I agree when you say you're looking forward to the match. It's gonna be must see TV. But I am cheering for the undisputed era. Um, I'm so torn, MJ, because I know that when you're, with the exception of Paige, a couple years ago, you're not gonna be an NXT champion and take the title up to the main roster. So every time the undisputed era uh, defends the tag team titles. It's like I'm cheering for the other team so they can lose the belts to come up to the main roster, but at the same time, I don't want them to lose. So, in a situation like this where there are no titles on the line, I can cheer for the Undisputed Era without having to worry about a thing. So, I'm definitely going with the Undisputed Era. I think Adam Cole is one of the best performers in the business. I think Roderick Strong did an amazing thing. Or whoever wrote it or decided it. When Roger Strong joined the Undisputed Era, I think it saved his career. Do you remember when he did that WrestleMania weekend? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I, I agree, too. I think that saved his career because it brought him to a whole different level. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's just, I mean, who's Road Dog Jesse James and uh, before uh, before he joined DX? We're talking about, you know, the guy who was singing back up for Double J. So it's the same kind of, same kind of precedent. But so um, just to review, uh, Baszler... You have uh, you have Ricochet getting the deciding fall in War Games. You have uh, Gargano, unfortunately. Oh no, you said that you think Alex the Black's gonna win that match. We agreed on that. Yeah. And you think that Velveteen Dream will fall short in the NXT Championship match. So wow, um, I think NXT will will steal the show, uh, steal the weekend as they usually do. But I'm not totally disgusted with Survivor Series as we transition into what. WWE would like us to call the main show, even though I think NXT is better. Um, before we get into the, the card, MJ, and I'm only asking you this because I know I follow you on Twitter and, and we talk and, and there's certain things that I know you how you feel about certain guys and certain storylines that have popped up. Talk to us about your feeling about Becky Lynch, because I personally think Becky Lynch is the biggest star in the entire WWE right now, male or female. I 100% agree. Becky, for me, Becky's always been my favorite of the four horsewomen. So I'm just, I'm so excited that she's finally getting her shine. I always felt like she needed her time to do it. And she's just like, she's taken her storyline and just brought it to like a whole different level. And like being at Evolution, when she came out, like, holy crap. That was one of the biggest pops I've ever been in live. Yes, you you were there live, right? Yeah, and the way the crowd went crazy for her, and she's she's my favorite thing going in, and that was the match that I was most interested in seeing. So it you know it sucks that we're not seeing that, but I'm hoping that we're gonna see it again. Maybe I'll make a bigger stage, which would make it more exciting. I think so too. You know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, 
And like I said, it's so appropriate that you're my guest for tonight's show uh, because you and I have had differences in opinion about uh, some of the way the women's evolution has played out. Again, I'm a total supporter of it. I love it. But there's certain things I like and certain things I dislike. And I will admit, not being a chauvinist, I love the ladies, love and respect them, everything they do. But I just wasn't sure that WrestleMania was ready for an all-female main event. Well, you know what? If you give me Becky versus Ronda with a proper buildup for WrestleMania main event, I'm in. I have changed my mind. Becky Lynch has upped her game to a level where I think that she can main event WrestleMania. I wasn't going to, I wouldn't have said it Ronda versus Charlotte at WrestleMania. I wouldn't have said it Ronda versus anybody at WrestleMania. I wouldn't have had Charlotte versus Asuka when she was still undefeated as the, the main event of WrestleMania. But I, I'm, I'm convinced. I think Becky can do it. I think so, too. I mean, because I even saw, like, someone had tweeted, I don't know who they were, someone had retweeted on my line, and they don't even watch WWE, but they were like, holy crap, like, they were saying, like, how attracted they were to Becky. <laughs> so, like, Becky was just, like, she's reaching people that don't even watch WWE, so it's like, she doesn't even need Ronda's name to main event WWE, like, for WrestleMania. Right. Becky has become, I think she's going to be one of those stars that we're going to be talking about for years to come as one of the greatest female characters in WWE. Absolutely. And before we get into the card, I want to um, get your take on one more. This is kind of a, a Hubbard Wrestling original opinion here. So I just want to get your take on it. I threw it out there on Twitter. got a little bit of good feedback. This whole movement, uh, as we saw this past, uh, excuse me, this past Tuesday with Daniel Bryan winning the title, heel turn, uh, Becky Lynch heel turn, but thank God now just anti-heel. You know, that's kind of anti-hero. That's where she's at right now, which is exactly where she should be. Um, this whole thing started with the Usos in, in 2017. Like, the Usos are kind of like the trailblazers of the modern era of teams that were like super bubblegum or, or, or individuals who were super bubblegum, super pop, super babyface, smiley, high-fiving all the fans. Now... 2017 Tag Team of the Year, and now you have Becky Lynch, the hottest superstar, male or female in the entire company, Daniel Bryan's WWE Champion again. How do you feel about this anti-hero, heel turn kind of swag that we see going on in WWE right now? With seeing, like, what it's done to these people's characters, I actually, like, I love it. And, like, especially with Becky, I love that she's not straight just heel you know which, which they which they tried like, to do they tried to move it that way which would have yeah. sucked and it didn't it didn't work it right. didn't feel natural and right. it just like she's in that in between and i don't think that it has to always be straight heel straight face so i like this thing that's going on and i think it's bringing everyone's character to a whole different level i think it's making wwe more entertaining to watch because you're interested to see what they're going to do next even springing on social media becky has been killing it on her twitter oh yes with going at it with Rhonda, you know, changing her Twitter name. So it's just, it's making, I don't even have to watch the show. Like, it's not even Monday or Tuesday. And I'm so interested in a storyline because it's, you know, Thursday or Friday and Becky's going at it with Rhonda online. So I think I'm loving this and I hope that they continue doing this. And think about this, MJ, and I know you, I'm preaching to the choir here. We're talking about Becky on a Survivor Series uh, preview show and she's not even on the show. So 
That's how hot she is right now. I mean, Becky is on fire, and I'm a huge fan, and I'm going on the record to all my fans out there, to all MJ's fans out there, to the entire world who may be listening. I have changed my mind. Becky is good enough to have a female main event at WrestleMania. I didn't think it was it was time, but it's time. Becky, she's, she's that good. So with that being said, let's get into the card here at Survivor Series. We do have some changes, some really big changes. My goodness. Going into uh, the second longest tenured pay-per-view in the history of the business. We're talking about Buddy Murphy getting his opportunity to challenge, or excuse me, to defend his newly won Cruiserweight Championship against Mustafa Ali. Obviously, 205 Live is, you know, it's a very good show, but sometimes it gets lost in the shuffle, I think. You know, especially with having to wait through... You know, um, the Mixed Match Challenge on Facebook. And then, oh, let me go and turn in, you know, make sure I tune back in for 205 Live. I don't really like the programming, but 205 is good stuff. And Buddy Murphy is its champion. And he will defend against Ali at Survivor Series. How do you see this thing playing out? Um, well, I agree with you about the Mixed Match Challenge. So I'm glad that the um, they actually moved it to Wednesday nights before NXT. Right. So I, I, I find that I'm seeing more people tweet about it. So I think that was a smart move because... Mm-hmm. You're right, the cruiserweights, and they're all so talented, and they were getting lost in the shuffle, which was really unfortunate. And I'm not going to lie myself, I haven't always been the best at watching it. Mm-hmm. But Mustafa Ali and Buddy Murphy are definitely going to be probably the match of the night. Um, you know, the cruiserweights, I always can but Mustafa Ali is so talented, and I feel like he's helped bring the cruiserweights to another level where people are starting to get more interested because they would have the cruiserweight um, 205 Live, and the next day, people are talking about, wow, did you see that match with Mustafa Ali versus, you know, whoever he faced that week? Because, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, he's just, he's so good in the ring, and you can tell he's just such a great person outside of the ring. So, and I think for someone to represent the Cruiserweights, I think he is the guy, and I, I know that Buddy Murphy hasn't had the title for that long, but I really hope that this is the time that Mustafa Ali wins the title. I agree. I, I, I pick him to win this match. I think that he deserves it. Um, I think he's been overlooked. I mean, he's been in some pretty good storylines on, on 205 Live, but uh, as far as like the main event picture of 205 Live, which is the Cruiserweight title, but he hasn't gotten his chance to, to be victorious. I think Survivor Series should be his moment. Um, I don't know if it will be, but I am uh, stepping out and believing that he will get it done. I think Buddy Murphy winning the title, um, I, to your point about it being relatively recent, I agree with you. Um, that was his home country, I believe, Australia. Yeah, so, it was like hometown too. Like right. he's from Melbourne, Australia. Okay, so yeah, so you're hitting the nail right on the head, MJ. So I think he deserved that moment, and I think Ali deserves this moment. So um, are we in agreement that Ali will be the new uh, cruiserweight champ? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, we're gonna backtrack a little bit. I don't know if Buddy versus um, Mustafa will be. On the pre-show, but what is listed definitely to be on the pre-show is Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the tag team edition. We got Bobby Roode and Chad Gable teaming up with The Revival, teaming up with The B-Team, who will partner up with The Lucha House Party, and The Ascension, that's Team Raw, going up against my tag team of the year in 2017, The Usos, my tag team of the year in 2018, The New Day, Sanity, uh, the the Good Brothers and the Cologne. So, how do you see this playing out, uh, MJ? A lot of mixed match stuff on Raw against some real genuine tag teams on SmackDown. 
I think Raw's tag team division can't touch SmackDown's tag team division. Right. So if WWE is smart, I think that for this match, SmackDown needs to take it because, I mean, you have the Usos, like you said, they've been, like, such a great tag team. We have the New Day, we have Sanity. We haven't really seen that much, but we know that they could do well from NXT. But mm-hmm. I think that if they're smart, SmackDown needs to take this. There's no way, just even looking at the matchup, that Raw should win it. I agree, and and you know I agree for more reasons than one. The most important being, you know, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. I mean, uh, the 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 Lucha House Party. Like, you know, just because you know you have two guys, you know, more specifically Roode and Gable. Just because you have two guys that are looking for something to do, doesn't mean you throw them in a team. Like, I understand the logic, but 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 that's not working. And my God, how far has Bobby Roode fallen? I mean. I'm a huge fan of Bobby Roode. I'm disgusted. How, how do you feel about Bobby Roode? Because, you know, I actually saw a tweet, and I, I'll see if you get a kick out of this or not. Somebody said, you know, I don't want, uh, I retweeted it, actually. I don't want Velveteen or Adam Cole, when they get caught up, called up to the roster to get Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode, in, in, in quotations, like, they don't want him to Bobby Roode their career. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you feel about Bobby Roode? My God. Um, it's unfortunate because I think that Bobby Roode is, you know, he's talented and he did so well on NXT, so I'm not really sure, like, why. I feel like they didn't even give him a chance on the main roster. And maybe he's probably one of those people that they need to do that heel turn like they did with Becky and they're doing it with Daniel and they did with the Usos. I think he needs it, but for some reason they're not doing it with him. And I don't really get the whole Gable and Bobby Roode thing. I don't think that they have that much chemistry. I don't know. I just still, like, even though they show them, like, weekly, I'm just still not getting it. And like you said, like, I, I'm really not a fan of WWE being like, oh, I don't have anything to do with these guys. Let's put them in a tag team. I don't like that, right. you know? Tag teams are supposed to be teams that work well together and not just thrown together. Sometimes it works, you know, the Bar and Sheamus. They work well together. Um I mean, sorry. And that was, yeah, no, that, and that was like a happy accident. Yeah, exactly, you know, but that doesn't always happen. So Bobby Roode, I feel for him, and I hope that maybe he turns on Gable, and that's how he starts his heel turn. Yeah, and, and for all those Impact fans and, and, and TNA fans from back in the day, Bobby Roode was the TNA heavyweight champion of the world. T- Bobby Roode was main eventing pay-per-views with Kurt Angle and Jeff Hardy and winning, so... Uh, my how how the the mighty have fallen, especially and again, it wasn't like they, they didn't catch lightning in a bottle. To your point, MJ, they had lightning in a bottle with Bobby Roode down there in NXT, but for some reason, his transition to the main roster, more specifically to Raw, because he was doing pretty good on SmackDown, but on Raw, he has been really just barely yeah. treading water on the red brand. It's really unfortunate. So everyone does on the red brand. <laughs> oh well, see now you now you're speaking my language. You're preaching now. <laughs> You're preaching now. So now that takes us to the uh, tag team champion, I guess, battle of the tag team champions. You just mentioned them, the Bar, Cesaro, and Seamus, Seamus the newly crowned uh, SmackDown tag team champions with the big show, Yawn, uh, teaming up uh, to face uh, the AOP. Now, I'll give you my take, and obviously I want you to kind of jump in and really do your thing on this one as well. I'm a fan of the AOP. I'm not a fan of them being in this match. And I'll tell you why. I think the Survivor Series being such a historic pay-per-view, I'm not a huge fan of the continued, for the last couple of years, brand versus brand 
kind of uh, format. But if you're going to go that route, you got to do better than AOP. And I say that not saying that they're not a good team, but they're relatively green as it pertains to their, I don't know, their their main roster run. I know they've been up for a little while now, but, I mean, Sheamus and Cesaro are highly seasoned, believable SmackDown Tag Team Champions, especially with the Big Show in their, in their corner, even though the Big Show did his, like, millionth heel or face turn, like, in the last 10 years. But, um... AOP, uh, representing Raw, tag team titles versus tag team titles, high-profile match, Survivor Series. Uh, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I see what you mean. And I think where they made the mistake with AOP was taking away their mouthpiece when they first got to the main roster. I don't really get that because I feel like that team needs it. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I think if they want to solidify them as a dominant tag team for Raw, they need to get this win because Cesaro and Sheamus, you know, they've been a good t- tag team for a while. They had the Raw Championship for a while, and then now they're the SmackDown, and they don't really need that. But I, AOP really needs this to kind of bring them to a different level so they can be believable as this dominant tag team and Raw tag team champions and go back to Raw and kind of do their damage. I, I agree. Um, I see Cesaro and Sheamus winning this match. Um for some of the reasons I just mentioned and for some of the reasons you just mentioned, um, I think they're a little green. I, I think that Drake Maverick doesn't do enough for them as far as the mic work. Mm-hmm. Um, not as not as much as Paul Ellery did, for sure, to your point, to your earlier point. And and I, I don't see the bar um, winning this match, but I, I understand where you're going. Uh, or I don't see the bar losing this match, but I see your point. The AOP winning this match would be huge for them, but do you actually think that's what's going to happen? Um, yeah, I, I, I think I could see that happening, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, I'll, I'll pick the bar, you go with the AOP. I wouldn't be mad if the AOP won. Uh, they, they need it, they need it. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Let's backtrack one little bit. Team Raw or Team SmackDown in the tag team uh, elimination? Team SmackDown. Team SmackDown, we're in agreement. So here we go. I'm fired up for this preview because I'm going to ruffle your feathers a little bit. You're my friend. Don't get mad at me. But we got to go there because we're talking about the ladies of SmackDown and Raw. And we're talking about the 5-on-5 elimination match. (sighs) Deep breath, y'all, because we got to get into it. Um, I'm a fan of Nia Jax. I I don't don't know if people know that, especially through my tweets. I'm a fan of Nia Jax. I cheered for her like crazy at WrestleMania. I wanted her to beat Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank. Nia Jax has a lot of heat right now. A lot of heat. And I expect her to get... She's already a heel. She's already made the heel turn with Tamina. But um, before we get into predictions, my goodness, MJ, talk to us about Nia Jax. Talk to us about your take on the situation that everybody knows about. And talk to us about how you feel she'll be uh, received. We're talking about X-Pac heat, I'm thinking, for, for Nia Jax on Sunday. She's 100% going to be welcomed with a whole bunch of booze. And I think even if she wasn't, like, she was going to before, but after her tweet with the picture of her fist and saying nobody asked her about that, I oh. think she's going to get even more heat because I don't, I think that just added fuel to the fire. MJ, why did she do that? I, 
I don't really know. I did. I, I mean, I saw it and I was like, oh, that probably wasn't the best thing to do. <laughs> you know. I feel like it made the situation so much worse, and it kind of just, it made her look, like, even if it was, like, obviously for, like, a storyline or whatever, it just made her look like she just didn't care what she did to Becky Lynch, and I know I've defended her and stuff, I I still don't, I still stand by, I don't think that she needs to be sent back to developmental, I do think that, as a wrestler, she should always continue to train, you know, maybe this is one of those things that, you know, will make her train even more. And I know that she's had, she's been, she's on a little rough patch and it's unfortunate. So, I mean, when she first debuted, I actually, I really didn't like her. I didn't like her at all. I just, there was just something about her that was just like, I, I felt like she was called up too soon. I felt like they just basically did it because they wanted her to just be this dominant female. Mm -hmm. And I used to get worried about how she would throw the girls in the ring. So I wasn't a fan, and then I became a fan of her. But I always, like, I feel bad when wrestlers have an accident happen in the ring and people attack them so much because I know it's wrestling. It's not ballet. They're going to get hurt. I mean, I was a cheerleader, and I can't tell you how many times I was dropped. I've gotten concussions. I've gotten sprained wrists. I've gotten sprained ankles. And it just, it happens. It comes with the job, and you understand it. Even though, though, like, if I'm throwing in the air and someone for, didn't catch me, I know they didn't do it on purpose. And I'm going to tell you that they're a terrible cheerleader. They just made a mistake and accidents happen. And I know injuries happen as a cheerleader. That's just comparing the two. Obviously, they're different. No, but, I, I know you what know. you mean. It's, it's athletics. But, but I, yeah. I, can't, I can't let you get away with that, my friend. The reason why is because not, not discrediting cheerleading. Very athletic and your, your points are very valid. But, but I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it so simplistic. And, and this is for me. Like, I'm, I'm going to break it down for myself. Like, I'm a seven-year-old. Nia Jax punched her in the face. I, 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 know, I, <laughs> I know I'm telling you something, and I know I'm telling the world something that we've already heard and seen it's a awesome. thousand times. But Nia Jax, MJ, my sister, Nia Jax punched her in the face about as hard as she could. What... As a Nia Jax advocate, okay, I'm, uh, this is why I wanted you on the show. Well, no, this is not why I wanted you on the show. I wanted you on the show for a long time, but this is a bonus, okay? Now that you're here, please help me. This is just you and me talking with all our listeners. Don't worry about them. Worry about yeah. me. Worry about me. I want to know, after watching the footage, my sister, what what did you see? It looked like she just punched her in the face. It, no, it, it did. I'm not going to lie. But you know what? You know, I'm not a wrestler, so I can't say, like, I know, I don't know what she was doing. I don't know what she was trying to do. I don't know if there is, you know, an issue with, you know, their spacing and what were their positions or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could, it, we're watching a video because we weren't there. Right. So when they're throwing punches you know there's times where they look real and they're not but this time unfortunately it was real so I really think that I know obviously she didn't do it on purpose you know no one's trying to go break her broken face as they say which I'm sure it's just like a broken nose I don't really know yeah broken face was a bit of a stretch (laughs) I don't I'm like I've been in the medical field for a while I've never really heard of them saying they got a broken face so it's not really a medical term but whatever but I mean it's a, it's real it sucks. But 
I don't know. I don't know what to think about it because I obviously like it looked like a straight punch, but you know, a lot of things can look a certain way when you're not there in person. I've seen I've seen back elbows, MJ. I've seen um, knees to faces. I've seen. Look, I'm not a wrestler either, but you know, we we love this game. We we appreciate this game. We study this game. For God's sakes, we talk about this game. So. Um, and we share our opinions about this game to the masses. So we're, we're, we're pretty educated. I think I could, you know, I hope you don't mind me categorizing you with me in that aspect. I think we're educated in this industry, even from a journalistic perspective. And I, I think you, even as someone who is like, so about the ladies and so supportive and, and fairly so, because it's not like you're unfair with your assessment. I think even you, after watching the replay, was like, "Ooh, that." Because it didn't you... look good. No, <laughs> I watched. I watched it with my husband, and because we were both like, I saw the video, and I was like, "Oh crap, look at this." Yeah. And you know, he. I mean, he's kind of probably more like on your side. Like he said, like she's been hurting people. Um, he didn't say that she needs to go back to developmental, del- but um, he was like, "That was a strike punch. That was not good." So. You know, but I under, and I do like I'm a big supporter of the women, of course, and I do see when I'm not. And, and be fair, be fair. Tell wrong. the people, tell the people, I'm a supporter of the women too. Well, yeah, no, you are. No, okay. but you, you know, you made that point that like you know I'm a supporter of the women, but I do see you know like I'm not gonna act blind and say that oh right. they can't do no wrong. They make right. mistakes just like any of the guy superstars. They make mistakes as well. Right. Um, I think this one's just really unfortunate one that just looked really really bad and it just made it worse when she made her tweet about her fist i don't care about your fist i wasn't going to ask you about your fist i care more about becky because becky's who i love so exactly exactly you know what i mean no so doubt. i think that her tweet kind of just added fuel to the fire and maybe she did that for storyline purposes but i know how fans are fans have been attacking her fans are calling her so many names because of this i just don't think that that's ever necessary just like you know not to get into that one again, but the Brie Bella thing, you know, she could post a picture of her child, a little baby, and people are attacking her on it. And it's just like, it's just some fans just get to another level that is just completely unnecessary. And you could disagree with what happened and what she did and think that she was wrong in it, but you don't have to attack her as a person and call her these names and call her fat and call her disgusting and just because she hurt your favorite wrestler. Becky's one of my favorite wrestlers, and I still don't have it out for Nia Jax. No doubt. And I, I agree. I think Nia Jax is a talented individual. Um, first of all, I, don't, I wouldn't even categorize, and I know you weren't either, I wouldn't even categorize Nia Jax as fat. She's big, but she's not fat. She's a very athletic person. Um, I think anybody who calls her fat is, is completely stupid, and I'll go on the record saying you're an idiot, whoever calls her fat. Um, I was I one of the, Yeah, I, I was one of the people, though, that did call for her to go back down to Florida to train. Um, let me clarify my stance on that. And I appreciate MJ, you not you not attacking me on that one. You're being very fair about it, uh, but I will bring it up because I want to be equal opportunity with the way you know you express your opinion. I'll express mine. I just felt like she needed more work, and it had nothing to do with just the one instance with Becky Lynch. Um, I, I I would never call for her job. Never call for her job. Um, I would never want anybody's food to be taken off their table. And I think Nia Jax is talented. Like I said, I believe she earned. I mean, for God's sake, she won the title at WrestleMania, and she earned it. She didn't earn it. She didn't get it because she was Rock's niece or whatever, or cousin. She earned it. Nia Jax was on fire at that time. She earned the one-on-one shot. 
Uh, I say shot because Ronda was the bigger star, but she was the champion going into the match. She earned the match against Ronda Rousey. Um, I just think she's made a lot of careless mistakes. Um, and I think some go, going down to developmental, if, even if it was for a month, just to kind of retool, refresh. But I do see your point. I, I do understand. And at the end of the day, I wish Nia Jax, as we all do. Well, I can't say we all do. I know you and I do. Wish Nia Jax nothing but the best. And I hope she can uh, build and get better from it. But uh, Nia, get ready for some heat on Sunday. So speaking of that, Survivor Series. Mickey James, Nia Jax, Tamina, Natalia, and Ruby Riot With Alexa Bliss still recovering from injury. Uh, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan in their corner. Going up against Team SmackDown. Carmella, who I love with the R-Truth situation. I think they're awesome right now. Naomi. Sonya Deville, Asuka, and we don't know. So, first of all, can you speculate for me, MJ, who you think the SmackDown participant will be that we don't know yet? I'm hoping it's Nikki Cross. Okay, okay. Because we saw her, you know, she came on SmackDown, and, you know, she had that match with Becky, so I'm hoping that it wasn't a one-and-done thing, and I'm hoping that this opens up to have her do it. And if it's not her, I guess I could see Mandy Rose. Okay, Mandy Rose. I'm going to disagree on both fronts. Mandy Rose, I don't think, deserves it yet. Uh, Nikki Cross, I think, deserves it, but wouldn't make that much of an impact. I think, now, I'm stretching here, Sane or or or, or Baszler. That's who I'm predicting will be the fifth person. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, think, I think the loser, I think the loser gets called up. Um, and, and joins Team SmackDown because I don't, at least I don't want to think that WWE would be foolish enough, even though they have a million and one times I should learn from this because they suck up many, many times. But I'm hoping that they make an impact with the mystery partner. You know, back in the day, a mystery partner meant something. For God's sakes, The Undertaker was a mystery partner in Survivor Series, right? So let's give yeah. the people something to be excited about with this mystery partner. So I know I'm stretching, and actually your prediction makes a lot more sense, but I'm going to hope against hope that it's the Baszler hit saying loser that is the fifth member of Team SmackDown. With that being said, who comes out victorious? I'm going to go with SmackDown on this. I think they just have a better team. I can see Nia, um, not Nia, Natty and Drew Riot having some issues during the match. I'm just, yeah, I'm just going to go with uh, Team SmackDown on this. I'm going Team SmackDown with you because I'm petty. And I'm petty because I don't like the fact that Bailey and or Sasha are not on the table. So... I'll go SmackDown just for that reason. No other reason than that. No other reason than that. I wanted to see uh, Bailey and Sasha, but my God, don't get me started on them. This this storyline that could have been white hot MJ, and they have totally dropped the ball. I mean, Becky beat the crap. I, I'm not going to get started on it. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Did they not drop the ball on the Bailey and Sasha thing? Come on. They did. They did. They had the perfect timing for it. I mean, and it was going well, especially when Bailey finally like stood up to Sasha. It was great. Everyone was excited, and then beat, they... beat the crap out of her. Beat the crap out yeah. of her. Even if and you're you're not gonna like it, but I am not a Sasha fan. Oh at no! All. Really, really. I really, 
I'm not a fan of her. Okay. But, um, okay. Like, when that happened, and I was like, yes, Bailey, finally. Because I, I like Bailey as an in-ring performer, but I really do not like her character. Okay. But I was so happy when she did that, and I was, it made me interested in it. Then they did that counseling thing and just ruined it all. They did. They tried to re- recreate the Daniel Bryan and Kane thing from a few years back, um, Team Hell No, where they eventually hugged it out, and I guess they played on the hug thing with Bailey. I mean, isn't this like two or three pay-per-views that Bailey and Sasha have not been on? I mean, my goodness. Like, Bailey and Sasha could have been like, I'm not going to say all the way up there, but Bailey and Sasha could have been on the level of Becky, or almost there, Becky and Charlotte. You know, that robbery, if they had done it right. Yeah, I think so. I, it could have been something great, and yeah. they really missed out on it. I don't really know what they're doing with them, what their plan is with them, but they kind of have to figure it out. Well, they better figure it out because as of right now, and I'm sure that's the way it's going to stay, Sasha and Bailey are not on the show. But they're not the only name of significance that's not on this show. And that brings us to Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the men's edition. We all saw SmackDown this past Tuesday night, and we all saw Daniel Bryan turn heel and win the WWE title. We'll get into that a little later, but we got Team Raw. We got Ziggler, we got McIntyre, Strowman, Balor, and Lashley. I would have rather seen Elias, but that's neither here nor there. With Baron Corbin uh, as the uh, Raw representative and Leo Rush representing Lashley versus Team SmackDown, Miz, Shane McMahon, Rey Mysterio, Samoa Joe, and Jeff Hardy. Two relatively good teams. I would have liked to see maybe Randy Orton switched in or, you know, like I said, I would have liked to see Elias instead of Lashley. But more or less a decent match. I think the women's match is better, honestly, on paper. But with that being said, no AJ Styles. Why, MJ? I need you to put your creative hat on right now. Why did WWE decide that the loser... Uh, Brian versus AJ for the WWE title would automatically mean that the Miz or whoever Paige would replace uh, Daniel Bryan on the team with somebody other than AJ. Like, wouldn't it made more sense where the loser just joins Team SmackDown? What the heck? AJ Styles not on Survivor Series? What, what are your What are your thoughts on this? I'm so confused by AJ losing the title on a random SmackDown after the <laughs> ring that he had. Like, he had such a long, like, record-breaking, like, reign, and then they just, like, a random Tuesday, they're like, yeah, you're going to lose your title. Like, I just... And it's before one of the big four pay-per-views. I'm yeah. so confused about that. Whatever. Um, but, you know, AJ Styles is one of my favorites, too, so I'm sad to not see him... Maybe they're going to find a way to have him in, in there, maybe get involved with somehow with, I mean, I can't see AJ being that tight, but maybe getting involved somehow with Daniel Bryan and, the, and Brock match. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, no, I'm a little sad to not have AJ on the Survivor Series. I don't really get it. I'm kind of hoping against hope that Shane McMahon bows out and, and allows and makes the announcement that AJ is going to be taking his place. Or oh, I did, right? Yeah, that that'd be, that yeah, that would be dope. But you know what? I I would love I would love to take credit for it, and I can't remember who tweeted it, but uh, another podcast uh, representative uh, tweeted it, and I will uh, at them uh, when this when the post production of this show is over. But he threw out a really cool theory about Randy Orton. He thought that Randy Orton, since he's been on hot on the trail of Rey Mysterio. 
would track down Rey Mysterio in the parking lot, in the backstage area, whatever the case may be, take out Rey Mysterio, finally get that RKO he's been looking for, and then Rey Mysterio would need to be replaced. How do you feel about that? Uh, I think that that makes sense. I can see that happening. You know, Randy Orton has been so ruthless lately. I'm still not over what he was doing with Jeff Hardy. Right. Um, <laughs> Jeff Hardy's my guy, as everyone knows. He's my favorite since I was a kid. Um, Jeff but, is the man. Jeff is the man. Yeah, I love him. Um, but So I can definitely see that happening. I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's a good way to, you know, like, say, like, to not have Rey Mysterio, but have Rey Mysterio on it, um, but then include AJ Styles to take his place. Okay, and but I, I think the the passion in your voice, you, you definitely like the idea of Shane bowing out a little bit better, right? I don't really get him being in the match. Like, well, he's the best in the why? world. MJ, he's the best in the world. He is not in the <laughs> team. You really need to throw yourself in every freaking Survivor Series. Like, you're not that great. Like, I, I like Shane McMahon. I was so happy when he came back. But he doesn't need to throw himself in all these matches. He doesn't compare to all these guys. MJ, MJ, he's the best in the world. Didn't you watch Crown Jewel? Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You didn't miss much. I'll tell you that. But Shane McMahon technically is the best in the world, so I guess he's allowed to be in Survivor Series. What a joke that is. And it makes me mad. You know why? Because just like you, I'm a tremendous Shane McMahon fan, so I don't like to be mad at Shane for anything. But I'm mad at him because he won that tournament. It really makes me angry. Yeah, I don't... It made no sense. It's not helping anyone except for himself. I just feel like he was like, I feel like wrestling today. Let me throw myself in there and make myself the best in the world. And then, of course, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Survivor Series. I got to wrestle again. Let me throw myself in there. Well, no, I, I, I got I to gotta back up shit. Now, Shane is a jerk for being in the best in the world tournament, but he did not add himself to the Survivor Series. thing. That's not true. The Miz he did. added himself, but told someone else to add him. <laughs> okay. He doesn't need to like, be in the match, period. I feel you. I just, like, so Baron Corbin says he can't be in the match because of his managerial duties, but Shane, who's higher than him, gets to be in the match. You know what? I, I, I can't disagree with you. Point. I think you make a strong point, and regardless of how he got into the match or not, we both agree he should not be in it. We both agree he's not the best in the world. He is the giant killer. He is Shane O'Mac, but he is not the best in the world. So, with that being said, as the match is constituted now, assuming that AJ Styles will not somehow be in the match, we're gonna go with the teams that we see. And on paper, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Team SmackDown just because SmackDown's the hotter brand. I like the Miz. I like Shane. You know, despite my disagreements with the, the Crown Jewel situation, I respect Ray. I'm a big fan of Joe, and I'm a big fan of Jeff. I think the Dolph Ziggler-McIntyre team is awesome. I think Strowman's kind of fledgling in the wind a little bit. Still the big powerhouse of Raw, but I think they really don't know what route they're going to take as far as the universal title. Finn is being totally underutilized. I'm happy he's on the team, but he's still being underutilized. And Bobby Lashley, let's call a spade a spade is overrated. So, I'll go with Team SmackDown. What are your thoughts? I'm going to go with Team Raw on this one. Oh, my goodness. Um, I think that they're going to win it because I see Brock having his sights on Barrett Corbin, and I know he made that deal with Stephanie on Monday night. So, and I just think, you know, they have Drew McIntyre. They have, you know, 
all the big guys are Raw. So mm-hmm. I I see them winning it, and I know that Raw likes to they like to have Raw win in Survivor Series. They've been winning war matches in the past couple of years, so I think that they're gonna have them win the men's one. Okay, okay, we'll agree to disagree on that one. I, I think I think the Bobby Lashley factors would turn me off. If you put Elias on that team, I probably would have rocked with Raw, but. I'll go Team Blue for this one. So uh, that brings us to the next match, a match that I think would have been the main event of the show. Uh, but now uh, with the addition of Charlotte, I think they'll probably bump up uh, Brock versus Daniel Bryan. Um, let's talk about Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair. Now, obviously, it's not champion versus champion. We just broke down in great detail what happened to Becky Lynch. Get well soon, Becky. We love you. You're the best wrestler in the world right now. Enjoy your moment. Uh, but she is on the sidelines. And Charlotte Flair, the woman who many thought was the best female competitor in the world probably earlier this year until the emergence of Becky, uh, has now taken the place of her former best friend. By the way, WWE, don't turn Becky back into the supreme baby face. I didn't like that hug. That hug was not necessary. All the hand, all that was needed was a handshake. What do you think, MJ? I didn't get the hug. <laughs> yeah, too much. Too, too much too soon. Yeah. Too much I don't think they needed it. I think we would have got the point across with just a handshake. Just a handshake. Don't no super baby face stuff. Don't ruin it one way or the other. No superhero, no super baby face. Anti anti hero, okay? But anyway, Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey, Raw Women's Champion versus arguably the greatest female competitor in the history of WWE. What are your thoughts? Um, so it's funny because we were talking about this on my show as well. And wrestling, this, wrestling revolution. Oh, excuse me, ringside revolution. Ringside revolution, ringside revolution in the um, building. I actually just like I left it as I don't know who's gonna win this match. Okay, okay. And because I can see reasons why each one would win. Okay, well, let me ask you this before you give me your analysis. Cause I'm gonna need more from you on that. Um, before you give me your analysis of the match and why you're kind of fifty fifty. If Becky was in the match, you would have chose. Would you have had a definitive winner? Uh, I see for that one, I was kind of hoping because I know they kind of, they love Rhonda and they want her like winning everything apparently. So I, but Becky was so hot. So I felt like there was going to be something to happen to not have like either a clear winner or a disqualification or something if it was Becky in there. Okay. But with Charlotte in there, you know, I know Charlotte is like their golden child and I know right now Rhonda is their golden child. So they could either have Charlotte win to help get that revenge for Becky, or they're gonna have Ronda win and then just piss Becky off even more and continue their feud and make it bring it to another level. I like it. I like it, and I think it's the latter. I think Ronda wins. I think it infuriates Becky Lynch. I think it infuriates Becky Lynch to once again punch Charlotte in the face. And then I think it infuriates Becky Lynch to want to be more inspired to punch Ronda in the face. But now I'm going to take you all the way to what I think will be the WrestleMania main event. Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, title for title, second time ever at WrestleMania. Shout out to the Warrior who won the first one at WrestleMania 6. I'm going to take you all the way to WrestleMania. And I'm going to take you to Ronda versus Becky. That's what I'm predicting. What do you think happens if that happens? WrestleMania, I'm hoping they give that one to Becky. No, I didn't ask you what you hope, because I hope the oh. same thing. But unfortunately, my hope goes against what I think is going to happen. 
See, it depends though, like who's champ. Mm-hmm. It, well, I don't, I don't know if I see it champ for champ though. Okay. Okay. I, you know, I, I don't know if I see that because then what are they gonna do with the women's Royal Rumble winner? You know what I mean? No, you're right. That's true. That's true. So then I, it depends on like who's champ. Is Ronda gonna be champ? Which I see that happening. Mm-hmm. So is Becky gonna be fighting for the Raw and switching to Raw, which I wouldn't want to happen because Raw is the land of disappearance. You go there and you just disappear. Good point. And so. I don't know, but I'm just going to say I hope Becky wins. I hope Becky wins. I, I agree with you, though. It's going to be hard to put that thing together because you have the queen. No, no disrespect to Charlotte Flair, but the queen of SmackDown and Becky, the queen of Raw and Ronda. How are you going to get that thing together? Now, I know some people might say, well, maybe they won't get it together. But my question to you, MJ, how do you not get it together? How do you not put these people, these two on the collision course? I don't care how you got to get it done. I don't care if you have to switch shows. I don't care if you have to go show versus show again. You have to have Ronda versus Becky, assuming both are, are healthy at WrestleMania. Am I right? I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's as long as they don't let it lose its steam, I think it's it's one of the biggest storylines. Like Nobody really cares about anything going on in any other storyline because they're so focused on these two, and they're doing so well with it. So I think if they don't do it, they really drop the ball. But we know how much WWE likes to drop the ball. So, yes. so their favorite, you know? their favorite pastime is dropping the ball. I agree. That's what they do. But hopefully they won't do it this time. I mean, for the love of God, a female is the number one superstar in the company. Don't screw it up, WWE. Don't screw it up. And you know what? To take it to another level, the two hottest stars on the two separate shows are both female. Have you thought about that, MJ? Yeah, I love it. I'm loving it. It's crazy, yo. It's crazy. It's crazy, like, how far women have come, you know? And obviously, there's still a little ways to go, but Mm -hmm. they've come so far. And, like, I, I say this all the time. Like, I stopped watching WWE for years because I couldn't stand how the women were treated in WWE and what they did with them on TV. So to be a female fan, I've been a fan since I was a kid and to see how far it's come, like I'm just, it makes me so happy. And I'm so glad that we have, you know, people like Becky Lynch and, you know, with Rhonda coming on to WWE, I think she's done well mm-hmm. and you could tell she has such a passion for it. And that's what I love to see. So, you know, and we have Charlotte, you know, even though I'm not a fan of her, we have people like Sasha and Bailey and, they're making women's wrestling so great, so it's so good to see, finally. Yeah, the division is so deep and so strong. And I got to say, as a male, as a male who obviously, duh, likes females, I I was cool with a bra and panties match. I was cool with whatever the gimmick matches were because I like females, right? But I got to admit, um, I get far more enjoyment as a wrestling fan seeing what's going on in 2018 than I did in 2008 or 2005. I'm so excited with the Raw and SmackDown Women's Division. I'm so excited that when a women's match comes on, it's not just about sexuality. It's about in-ring performance. We got beautiful women doing their thing. And not and it's not about the beauty first. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not about how they look first. It's about, you know what? Charlotte is the best in the world at what she does. You know, Becky is the best in the world at what she does. And I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, I can't stress it enough, MJ. I am cool with a women's 
main event at WrestleMania. And like I said, I'm far from a chauvinist, but I do, and I am a little old school. I admit that. So I would think that the WWE Championship would be the main event. Not anymore. You put Becky Lynch in the main event at WrestleMania, and I'm all in. So shout out to the women. Um, I know there's not an Evolution show, but I thought Evolution was awesome. I thought it was very under-promoted. I broke that down in my previous podcast, um, my Crown Jewel and Evolution review. Very poor job out of WWE with the promotion of Evolution, but the women did an unbelievable job, um, and they continue to do so. So, uh, And I'm sure Charlotte and Ronda Rousey will as well at Survivor Series. So with that being said, Seth Rollins, the Intercontinental Champion versus Shinsuke Nakamura, United States Champion. Not a lot to talk about because not a lot of interaction between the two. We're more focused uh, about Shinsuke and his hilarious promos, and we're more focused on Seth and his interaction with uh, Dean Ambrose. But how do you see this match playing out? Um, I think if Dean doesn't get involved, I can see Seth winning, but I can kind of see Dean somehow getting involved in this match and costing uh, Seth that match. Okay, okay. I, I agree. I think Dean definitely gets involved, um, so we're on the same page with that. Kind of weird. Um, as of right now, never know how to play out, but as of right now, two of the hottest stars in the company, AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose, not on Survivor Series. Kind of interesting, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that brings us to the main event, and I want to go on record that I thought 100% in my heart that Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch would have been the main event. I think it'll be switched because Charlotte's in the match now. So I think Brock and Daniel Bryan will now finish the show. Um, we got to talk about SmackDown. I know you said you were stunned. I was stunned as well. Daniel Bryan is the new WWE champion. Uh, an obvious heel turn by the way he won the title. Uh, and his reaction after the match, one of the most beloved baby faces in the history of the company, is now a heel, but is also the WWE champion. So it's, I'm sure it's very much worth it. So, uh, D. Bryan, the WWE champ, versus Brock Lesnar, the Universal champ. First, talk to us, MJ, about how you felt about AJ versus Brock 2. And now, Daniel Bryan being inserted. How do you feel about the change? How do you feel about the way the change came about? Um, yeah, I feel like I'm still processing that mm-hmm. change. Uh, I really... I, I mean, as the show went on, I had a feeling you know, kind of what they were doing with Daniel, that he was going to win it. But I totally didn't expect that match to change to Daniel Bryan versus Brock. Uh, so, you know, whatever. I Brock is my least favorite person in WWE. <laughs> I can't stand him, and I can't wait to not see him again. I'm not gonna lie. WWE um, needs Brock. They don't need him as champion, but we need they don't Brock. Don't need him as champion, but you know, if they want to put him at big pay per views as a draw and just like a regular match, I'm fine with that. Okay, cool. But cool. to have him as champion, I hate it. It ruins the universal title. It's terrible. So I hope he loses it somehow, but mm. I hope that he doesn't hurt Daniel Bryan either. You know, I'm a little afraid for that because I know Daniel Bryan has his issues with his neck and all, and he just got feared, so I would hate to see him get injured. Uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's still an odd situation to me. It is. I want to make a point, and I want to I wanna shout you out, um, MJ, for making a really astute observation uh, via your Twitter account earlier today. Uh, Brock Lesnar uh, was very reckless with his uh, delivering of 
the Germans to the Singh brothers and uh, Brian being a, I think he's a little bigger than the Singh brothers, but Brian being a relatively smaller guy, uh, there is an element of concern. So um, I thought that was a very astute observation on your part. I thought that uh, he was very reckless, Brock Lesnar was, with his delivering of the Germans to the Singh brothers, uh, dropped them on their heads, on their necks. And that is an element of concern that now overshadows this match going into Survivor Series. Hopefully, uh, Brock will be careful because um, we know he's going to throw Daniel Bryan around. But, uh, you know, we, we don't want Daniel Bryan to get hurt, especially now that he's, uh, you know, whether it's heel face or whatever, Daniel Bryan is back. So we don't want him to go again. So with that being said, um, Brian versus Lesnar. I know it's a lot of controversy. I know it's a lot of where the heck did this come from? I know it's a lot of we were ready for AJ Brock too, and now it's Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, first time ever. But we have it. I mean, this is a dream match. It's only going to be promoted for about a week, but it's still a dream match. I mean, you tell me a month ago we're going to have Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. I'm fired up. I guess I'm just still in shock about how it's happening. So we have it. How do you see it playing out? Not gonna lie, it was never a dream match for me. No, no, <laughs> uh, no, not at all. Not even a little bit. Nope. Um, what? Wait, no, no. You can't just gloss over that. Why not? Daniel Bryan and Brock Lesnar are two of the best in the world. I, I, Brock Lesnar doesn't do any. Like he does like two moves in the ring, so that doesn't entertain me. Okay. You know, maybe Brock Lesnar back in the day. Different. Okay. But Brock Lesnar now is suplex after suplex at five, and then the match is over. Like it's just, it's not entertaining to me. And it being repetitive. Like I remember, you know, everyone when they just like Roman, they said he only had a couple moves. Like Brock has less. So to me, it's not entertaining to watch that. I guess I just like more. I like more of Daniel Bryan style of wrestling. I don't like the big guy just throwing someone around and winning. It's that's not. Fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So I guess I guess that's why. Like I just. I don't find him appealing. That's just, I mean, I did enjoy him versus AJ way more than I thought I would last year. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a good match. I'm glad that they didn't have it, be it a, like a squash match. And I hope that they don't have it, a squash match this year too. Right. So, you know, I'm, maybe I'll enjoy this one. We'll see. But I don't know. I mean, I, I pray it's not a squash either. I think Daniel Bryan deserves better than that. Um, I mean, especially, I mean, what sense would that make? He's the brand new, I mean, literally brand new, fresh out the box WWE champion. How can you squash him? So, you know, I, I, if I were a betting man, which I'm not, I would put money on it not being a squash. So, um, I picked Lesnar in a, I don't know. I can't really call it a, a predictable win because Daniel Bryan is, is hot as fish grease right now. So if he won, that'd be predictable as well. But I don't see Lesnar going down. Um, only reason I have a slight glimmer of hope he'll go down is because the title's not on the line. But I don't know. Um, I think Brock Lesnar wins just because Brock Lesnar usually wins. So unless it's WrestleMania, so uh, that's that's how I see it. Yeah, no, I, I think I'm gonna agree with you. I, you know, as much as I don't like him, I know that he always wins. So I guess I'll put him as the winner for this one. Yeah, yeah. So. That's our preview of Survivor Series and War Games. I mean, MJ, we're looking at a really, really cool weekend of wrestling coming up starting tomorrow night going into Sunday, and I'm so excited. I got church on Sunday. I'm going to be rushing home to kind of get myself together and take a quick nap And because uh, I'm an old man now. I'm 32. Back when I was 22, I can 
stay up all night, go to church all day, and watch wrestling at night. Now I got to take naps and stuff. I'm getting old. But anyway, <laughs> I'm fired up for Survivor Series. I'm definitely fired up for War Games. What show steals the weekend, in your opinion? Always NXT TakeOvers. I concur. I concur. Uh, we're pretty much about 90% on our predictions here as far as agreeability. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the way it plays out. Before we let you go, my friend, please let everybody know where they can find you. So you can find me on my personal Twitter. I also have my Instagram. It's MJ underscore Santi with two eyes. And don't forget to follow our podcast, which is on the chairshot.com or the chairshot radio network on iTunes and Google play. Uh, our Twitter is RREV podcast and our Instagram is ringside revolution with no space in between. That's what it is. That's what it is. Make sure you also check me out. You know what I'm saying? I know you're checking me out because you're on. You're listening right now. But just in case you don't know any other place you can hear us, in case you're not here on HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, you can go to TheDailySmart.com. You can go to Google Play, iTunes, Twitter, and YouTube. And we're so happy to be with you. This has been the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com very special edition with MJ Survivor Series War Games. This Saturday and Sunday night, we're fired up. Make sure you check this show out and replay it and replay it and replay it and make sure you check and see if our predictions come true. I know I'm going to be 100% right. I don't know about MJ, but I know I'm going to be 100% right. (laughs) So we're looking forward to everything that plays out. So with that being said, I'm your boy, Sean H. She's your homegirl, MJ, and this is the HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com podcast. We're out of here. Peace. This has been a production of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com, home of the Hubbard Wrestling Weekly podcast. The very best in professional wrestling, both independent and mainstream. The ideas and content of this show are the exclusive property of HubbardWrestlingWeekly.com. The opinions of its hosts and guests are theirs and theirs alone, as this show and website are not associated with any professional wrestling organization.